missed it, download it. This is the Morning Sickness Podcast. I love it. It's brilliant. On 957therock.com and the 957 The Rock app. Let's be real. Good morning. Morning. It's crazy right now. This sucks. But it's not all bad news. Check out some of the good news. Good to go. With bad music. Makes me feel good. Only on 95.7 The Rock. So, good news? Oh, man. I mentioned it last week, and I got stuck in my brain, Shaw, and it's... Part of the problem was I was working for Z93 at the time when this became a, a, a hit, if you will. A ringtone of a frog and set to the Axle F theme and not good. Got stuck in your head, though, didn't it? Ring, ding, ding, ding. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, and I, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I had to deal with this. I had to deal with little children calling me on the phone and asking me to play this stupid song when I worked at Z93, and it just drove me mad. Oh. It's so bad, Shaw. It is bad. It ruined the Axle F theme. It ruined it. Mm-hmm. Ding, ding. Good news of bad music here on the Morning Sickness on 95.7 The Rock. Check this out. Elementary school teacher missing her students. So what does she do? She makes some sort of weird plastic hug device thing for her doorway. Okay, ready? One, two. The mom so badly. Uh, get her out of the house. That's uh, Kelsey Pavelka, who is a second grade teacher at Westview Elementary in Muncie, Indiana, who created this flexible plastic screen thing in her doorway so her students could come by and she could give them hugs. And uh, pretty pretty interesting setup that she's got, plus a bunch of sanitizer and other stuff. And obviously, you don't have to go if you don't want to. But uh, teacher trying to stay in touch with her students misses them very much. This cool. one got me though this is uh, a mother in new jersey who uh went into a coma shot an induced coma uh and it just came out of it and finally uh, got to meet her daughter for the first time oh, after i heard i coming heard out of the coma. That, yeah. this is not the first one we've heard but this was on mother's okay. day i'm so excited <laughs> i was in an induced coma for 11 days i was intubated and on a ventilator they did an emergency c-section and that's the last thing i remember because then after that i was out her little feet her little hands just so amazing how some someone so small can pull through and survive the hospital was amazing. They worked on me. They didn't give up. They took care of me in the ICU. And here we are together. The yeah. best Mother's Day ever. Donna Molina is her name. Mm. And back in March, she had 103 degree fever, went into the hospital. She was not due until June, by the way. And they, of course, induced uh, a coma because of her coronavirus symptoms. And then while she was uh, getting ready to go into this coma, they delivered the baby via emergency C-section in April. It was on April 2nd, so almost two months before the baby was due. Her name is Harley, the baby, and uh, mom and, and, and daughter doing well in <laughs> Not New how Jersey. she expected that to go. Anonymous donor paying rent for the month of May for a vintage record store in Tennessee. This is a lost and found records in North Knoxville. And they went to, uh, they got a text from the landlord, said, hey, look, you're good to go for the month of May. Somebody paid your rent for you. And they said, we're not even a small business. We're an itty bitty business, like mom and pop record store. Oh, I bet. And, you know, 
unbelievable. Somebody able to pay their rent for them for the month of May. Someone in Michigan took out a uh, billboard to advertise their favorite restaurant was still open for carryout and delivery, and the restaurant didn't know anything about it. The only thing he gets every time he comes in, he gets his donut kebab with fries and a nice cold pop, and he's on his way. He just wanted to do something very nice for us. He's seen how hard we were working and, you know, how well we do with customers and all of our employees, and he just kind of, you know, was really nice. We had some rough days. We had to make hard decisions. It's uh, called the Balkan House, and it's a donor kebab restaurant in uh, Michigan. And somebody uh, put up some billboards to let people know that they were still open uh, during the coronavirus <laughs> lockdown. And then this one, uh, a little bit closer to, to us, Shaw, here in the Midwest, a post office in a very small town in Iowa, Thornton, Iowa. Do you know where that is? I don't. Never heard of that one. Uh, they were doing a deep clean of the post office. Many businesses doing that, doing some refurbs and cleaning mm-hmm. and getting ready to hopefully open the doors again. Well, the post office no different down there in Thornton, Iowa. They got to clean it. They found a postcard when they were cleaning from 1987 <laughs> and delivered it to Paul Willis, who is now 76. It was from his sister in California named Anne, and uh, it was a holiday postcard. And it said a picture is worth a thousand words, and uh, they delivered it to him, and he, surprise, surprise, opens up his mailbox mm. and finds this amazing postcard from his sister that was lost, you know, 30 years ago, back in 1987. How cool is that? Amazing. Also, there's a farmer who got himself a college diploma. Pleased to confer upon Dennis Runke in the graduating class of fall 1971, the degree you have earned at Kansas State University. Congratulations. He epitomizes the kind of character that most of us Kansans would be proud to have and think, and think we do have, but he, he acts on it. Pay it forward as much as you can afford to do so to honor all those who have lost their lives. Dennis Renke is his name, or Runke, and uh, he's a Kansas farmer, went viral last month after he sent his extra N95 face mask to New York to help out. And it turns out Dennis went to Kansas State when he was younger, but had to drop out when his father passed away. He was only two credits short of graduating. So last week, the school said, you know what, dude, we got the final two credits. Here's your diploma. And that farmer from Kansas, who's probably not going to go into a different business um, at this point in his life, but uh, was able to get his diploma. (laughs) Uh, Good news with bad music here on the Morning Sickness on 95.7 The Rock. The greatest show on earth. The best, the best of the morning sickness. It certainly doesn't have the ethical content that I think it should have. We've been uh, fortunate enough to not only keep our job, Shaw, but I guess keep us coming into the office. So far. Me personally, I I relish the chance to stay home and never come here. Not just because of coronavirus, just because I don't Generally like to leave speaking. my house. I just, And I've always said that. My wife has been working from home. Uh, mm-hmm. She's been starting to go into the office a little bit just for some different things. But uh, a lot of people obviously working from home. And here's some of the uh, challenges and benefits of working from home. Uh, top five hardest things about working from home, mm-hmm. according to a recent survey. Harder to focus. Yeah. You got your TV. You got your fridge. You got your toilets. You got your bed. You got, got everything. Your kids, you got your animals, pets. You got your stuff. You got just your- <laughs> harder in general to focus. Sure. Right? You're at home. You're on. Oh, uh, feels time. different too. It does, yeah. yeah. Does that switch? Uh, four on the list of of hardest things about working from home, according to a recent survey, balancing your work life and your home life, but keeping them separate. Yeah. Right. So you're sort of I'm working, but I'm at home. So I'm going to do home stuff as well. Well, and what room am I in? <laughs> right. Where do right. I have this set up? Is this in the I middle don't feel of like the... getting out of bed today? So I'm mm-hmm. just going to do all my zooming from bed. 
Uh, setting up a decent workspace. Yeah, that's three. hard for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I've well, been talking to because you know what's the makeup of your house and where are you know like is there? Well, if your whole house is already set up for the way you want it when you live in it, now you have to say, okay, well, I'm going to find a corner and make it into uh, an office. Yeah. Or Puck, you know, works out of his daughter's bedroom because that was the only place he could go mm-hmm. where he could have a desk area and have a door that he could shut. <laughs> so she'll come in and get Barbies and stuff and then walk past and leave. But yeah, setting up in a non-traditional workspace for sure. Again, some of the challenges and benefits of working from home. Number two on the list of the hardest parts about working from home. This one I don't I don't quite get, but keeping in touch with your coworkers. I feel like I, I keep in touch with them more now than I ever did before. Well, you're here, too, you know, right. it's if different. Home. Yeah, but aren't you, like, people, my wife is constantly on these meetings with people. I don't know. Maybe people you work with, but there's other people yeah. in your building you're never seeing now. And then, number one, no big surprise here on the uh, list of hardest things about working from home, your family members or roommates uh, distracting you, obviously. You know, walking through your Zoom meeting or asking you questions or bothering you about something. that mm-hmm. Running the have. microwave. Yeah. Which takes Ooh. the internet completely out at my house. That's <laughs> awesome. Some of the benefits, however, of working from home, according to a new survey, Shaw, uh, of people who are, are doing it. Uh, number five on the list, hours are more flexible because no one's keeping tabs, right? You don't have to traditionally clock in clock out. I know out. some people that are doing really well with it like are excelling at it and are going to prefer that when this is done and then others who just you know it's not their jam they'd much rather be in a normal work environment. Uh, number four on the list of the benefits of working from home you can take care of some of those minor household tasks while you're working. So like if you got five minutes in before your next zoom you can load the dishwasher sure. kind of thing uh, or unload it you're automatically social distancing. There you go. Right so that that stress and strain on your you know mental health is gone because you're like yeah i'm not going to the office so i don't have to worry about that i'm not around anybody number two on the list of the benefits of working from home according to a recent survey uh you can wear whatever you want that would be my jam i already do but now i can do even less you know like real sloth style shot <laughs> like just a blanket wrapped level. around me and just yeah uh and then no commute number one on the list obviously if you live in a big city and you have a, a major commute that's a real problem and a thorn in your side here in Across, it's never really been much of an issue. but Not an issue, although I will tell you that this morning was a significant number more of vehicles on my drive to work. And like, I don't were... know what happened, but all of a sudden, like, today was almost back to normal as far as people coming from the south into, you know, downtown area. Yeah, we it went south on Saturday, uh, just down to the south end of town, and it was insane how many cars were. It was just like it, you know, like nothing was different, you know? I don't know if you've experienced that, Shaw, but... Yeah, I definitely over the weekend saw lots more people out than usual, or than not usual, but what has become usual. Right, norm, new norm. Ryan, come on, Gene, let's go. And Shaw giving you the best they've got. No, <laughs> really. National Eat What You Want Day, Shaw. Okay then. I'm enjoying some delicious smoked salmon right now that I got from the city meat market down in New Albany. Nice. Last week, it's almost gone, so don't even try it. <laughs> not. Back to. <laughs> Fact or bullcrap, Shaw. Weird food facts for National Eat What You Want Day. Fact or bullcrap. Are you ready? Uh, Sure. All right. The word pizza. Yeah. The word has been around for over 1,000 years. Is that fact or is that bullcrap? Is it pizza? Let's say fact. The first documented uh, use of the word pizza was in the year 997 in Italy. Of course it was in Italy. The pizza. Mm-hmm. The popa heats the pizza. <laughs> Back to bullcrap, Shaw. Weird food facts for National Eat Anything You Want Day. The average American 
Again, listen to the first part of this okay. statement. The average American mm-hmm. eats more than 500 eggs a year. Is that fact or bullcrap? I would. That well, would be more than two in, a day. Yeah, they're in batter and Every stuff, day. Though. You know, it's not just... Do they mean like that, or do they mean like because it's in dough and bread? Yeah, I'm going and... to say bull crap on that. One. Smart man. The report last year found out that the real number is 279 eggs a year, which is still about an egg a day. Yeah, Sean. almost egg a day keeps the doctor away. Right? Yeah. If you remove enough oxygen from peanut butter, uh oh, oxygen. Okay. Listen closely. Weird food facts on National Eat What You Want Day. Factor bull crap number three. If you remove enough oxygen. From peanut butter and put it under intense pressure, <laughs> you can become? make diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> well, who thinks of these things? If you remove enough oxygen <laughs> right. from okay. peanut butter and, then and put, put it under, under intense pressure, you, you can, make, can diamonds. make a diamond. Is that fact or bull crap? I am going to call bull crap on you said I could. I cannot. I, I literally cannot. You got to get a lab first because it requires right. a lab. It's technically possible because peanut butter contains so much carbon that you could, in fact, oh make diamonds. Yeah. Well, why aren't we doing that then? I don't know, Shaw. Peanut butter diamonds? Yeah. They make chocolate diamonds, Chocolate right? diamonds? Why not peanut butter? You got why your not? chocolate in my peanut butter. Factor bull crap. Weird food facts on National Eat What You Want Day. A lot of people trying to squeeze their peanut butter right now. Uh, in the early 1800s, ketchup was used as medicine. Is that fact or bullcrap? Oh, Decker would be so grossed out. Uh, uh, yeah, I am. Did you see those ranch gummy bears that I put on his Facebook page? He loves him some Why ranch. Why did you do that, yeah, man? Because I, I know how much Fact or bullcrap. In the early 1800s, ketchup was used as a medicine. I'm going to say bullcrap. Shaw, come on, man. I medicine, be- it's just like tomatoes and sugar. A doctor in Ohio sold ketchup pills claiming it could cure diarrhea and ingestion. Oh, we didn't say it worked. Okay. Oh, I mean, you just sell it and say, hey, look, it's good. <laughs> they, I mean, they put cocaine in yeah. Coca-Cola, Shaw. Well, didn't they sell it on the side of a truck or like yeah, a the horse-drawn guy, buggy or The whatever? guy would show up in elixir? town. He was the elixir man. He was the medicine mm-hmm. man. And, yeah. and it was all just ketchup. <laughs> ketchup pills, Shaw, not okay. just ketchup. Back to bullcrap. Last one, Shaw. Weird food facts for National Eat What You Want Day here on the Morning Sickness of 95.7 The Rock. The average ear of corn. Okay. Has 16 rows, one six of kernels. Is that fact or bull crap? This one's going to blow your mind. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm trying to count here. You're, You're an Iowa guy, too. You 16, you Captain, say, huh? Captain Corn over there. It's got to be pretty close to that. Um, I'll say fact. Hoo-ah! Almost all corn cobs have an even number of rows. Not odd. It's because huh. of how each row splits and doubles as the corn grows. That's interesting. So there you go, Shaw. Nice. Hmm. 16 rows. Pretty soon we'll be eating some of that delicious corn. I I might have some in my backyard. I got some planted. We'll see. They were seeds, so I think we'll be good. I don't think they're going to get killed, but nice job, Shaw. Three out of five. Not too bad. Hall of Fame numbers Mm -hmm. there for Factor Bullcrap on National Eat What You Want Day. You're listening to the best of the morning sickness. More, more, more. What do you miss most about uh... the bar? The bar. Going to the bar, seeing my friends, having drinks, uh, shaking the day, you know, just being uh, being able to go to the bar. Going and, places. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've certainly done my best to support as many local businesses as I can. Uh, I've said that to you, my wife and I, mm-hmm. trying to spend as much money as possible. At, but it's not the same. I mean, we're planning on going to Uno Vente this uh, Friday. She Ooh, we su- did that a couple of weeks ago. She suggested that asparagus and pancetta yeah, uh, yeah. pizza, which uh, is now on the menu. So we're going to grab one of those on Friday. We, of course, went down to Saxon Hall. We hit up all the breweries in the area. 
um, and bought beer from them directly and uh, doing our best to to spend as much money locally. But being able to go to John's or the Helm or Dublin or Old Crow, mm-hmm. whatever it might be, or Buzzards or Starlight. I mean, I, I'm, I'm dying to go up to the Starlight and sit. And I don't even drink martinis or anything, but just to sit in one of those low, slow and comfy chairs and be around the ambiance and, and to see Rob and, and Dave and all the guys and gals over there and uh, see TD. I, I love going into John's and T. Brian, how you doing? Guido, Mr. Simpson. Eh? You know, yeah. I just, you know, seeing Nate and talking smack with him and just, I miss all that stuff. So the it's, five uh, social things people miss most, Shaw, from their pre, you know, pre-sea life, basically. Yeah. going and, and they only did top fives, right? So there's lots of things we miss. But this is what the survey said. Uh, number five, Brian was going to the bar with friends. <laughs> uh, having date nights. So being able to, you know, go to a movie and yeah. go out to eat or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Go, well, having Just having date- things to go to in general. I think, you know, you can't. You can't go to the water park, right? You can't. I mean, you can't really right, make any plans night. to do anything. Like, what are we doing Friday? I don't know. We'll see what happens when Evers does another press conference. You know, like, what are we going to have available to us? So, uh, number three on the list is my biggie hugging. It's, I'm, yeah. I'm a touchy feely person, Sean. It's been uh-huh. rough to stay far away from people. Yeah, I'm good. Number two, celebrating big milestones with friends and family. Sure. So, getting together with your mother yeah. on Mother's Day, Mother's and, Day and, yeah. and having those uh, celebrations. My, um, I talked to my sister last night, and her. Psst, son's girlfriend just graduated from graduate college and they you know there's no ceremony at UW Madison there's no they couldn't have a party or do anything and then she spent eight years in this program you know wow. one thing uh, I will say about this whole thing Shaw that I think is going to continue now that uh, is something I never really thought of was so we have a friend named Molly she lives up in the cities and she doesn't have a vehicle of her own because she lives in a big city there's a ton of mass transit sure. there she gets all the stuff Ubered to her. You know, she takes the Ubers and the Lyfts. She gets uh, Amazon deliveries for grocery. You know, so she doesn't need a car. So she, because of that, she doesn't make her way back here very often. But whenever we go to the cities, which happens to be a pretty regular basis because of concerts and other things, breweries, things we want to do, um, you know, we see her when we go up there, but we don't see her as often as we'd like to. So there's these, you know, long stretches of time in between the, the, the periods where we can get together and have some fun with one another. And... Now that this pandemic has hit, we're more apt to do these Zoom meetings and say, hey, I haven't seen you. I'd love to talk to you. Let's do a Zoom. And I think that going forward. That was something you never even thought of before. Right. And now that it's become kind of the norm, even after hopefully, knock on wood, things start to, you know, return to normal. Uh, I think going forward, we'll do that more with our friends like Molly, who are in different areas. We've got friends out in Colorado and uh, out in Seattle, you know, out on the East Coast, obviously. So I think that's going to continue for us. Number one on the list is having face to face interactions. (laughs) And I was just Lori came in the building late yesterday afternoon when there's hardly anybody here. But she saw Decker for the first time since March. (laughs) Well, saw him as the person in, you know, because she's been out of the building since whatever it was. And so that was that was cool. On the bright side, Brian, as you mentioned, seven out of 10 people say they've reconnected with people they haven't talked to in over a year. The average person has reconnected with six old friends or family members they hadn't been in contact with on a regular basis. The greatest show on earth. The best, the best of the morning sickness. It certainly doesn't have the ethical content that I think it should have. What do you call the little moving pictures on social media, Gene? What do you call them? Oh, a gif? So you do use the hard G? Yeah, my kids don't. They get mad? <laughs> yeah. See, as a person who grew up with a peanut butter named Jif, spelled with a J, uh-huh. it's hard to look at a dot G-I-F and say Jif. There was a recent survey on BuzzFeed about that. things like this. Strong opinions on 
mostly insignificant things. Like, how do you pronounce GIF? Hard G, 68% of people agree. It's the hard G, not the, not the soft J. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it okay to tell your partner private things about your friends? Yeah. 65% of people agree. I think it depends on who it is. You know? Well, on what you're saying, I guess, but... If we're a mutual friend, you know what I mean? Which my wife and I, you know, we're obviously friends with each other's friends, but, like, if Donut tells me something in confidence and asks me not to say anything to anybody, I'm not going to tell my wife. And it's not that I'm trying to hide or lie or anything like that, but that's, you know, we have a, a long-time friendship, Donut and I, so telling her is not that important. Or not as important as keeping his confidence. Uh, astrology and horoscopes aren't legitimate. Agree or disagree? Uh, agree. 64% of people agree. Yeah, I think it's it's like a fortune cookie. You know what I mean? Like, well, you whatever. It up if you're, you're into like, that, have at it. But. I'm not telling people not to do it, but yeah, you yeah. can't read something in a newspaper about what your sign is and tell me that it accurately describes my life in any way, shape, or form. Uh, putting your kid on a child leash in public is wrong. Agree or disagree? Oh, I hate judging other parents for things. I, I would... Agree, but it's pretty middle of the road on that one. Fifty-one percent of people agree. I suppose if you're uh, someone who has lost their child in a store before, which I think most moms have, you might think that leash is pre- pretty good idea. Maybe put a bell on them. I always <laughs> thought it was weird. It, it I, is I, weird. It, it is weird. It. But you know, maybe they can't get. They're not quick. They can't get around mobily. As well, and they live in a really populated let's got, area. Or well, what, let's you say know, you got I, three or four yeah. young kids, right? And it's hard yeah. to keep track of them all. And you got the one kid who's just yeah. gonna, yeah. Uh, you should always tip at least 20% at a restaurant. I do. Agree or disagree? Agree. Only 47% of people agree. Because it's I, the always probably. It's in the always. Museum. I will say that, uh, you know, I will 99% of the time tip 20% or more. Me too. But I tell you, man, if I get bad service and it's not the food, it's the service. Like the food has nothing to do with the service. The service can be great. The food can be terrible. I can separate the two of those things. But if I get bad service... I'm still going to tip at least 10% because it's, you're, you know, you're a real, you're a real POS if you don't tip at all, uh, especially if you never worked in the service industry and don't understand the struggle that they have. Uh, but uh, if the service is not good, then I will probably only tip that 10% and I'll also make sure that somebody in management knows that the service was terrible. Uh, if we don't talk, I don't know, this one's dumb. Uh, when you go to dinner with friends, the bill should be split evenly regardless of what people ordered. That's dumb. That is dumb. Twenty six. Only twenty six percent of people agree with that one. You should yeah, pay for whatever. what you order. Pay for what you order. And I don't mind if we've gone and we're you're going to split it equally. Then whatever you know. If we took my mom, you know, right. a bunch of friends and my, or my, my family, whatever. I did. Who cares? There's a bunch more of these questions. You can read the entire article by going to the Morning Sickness page at ninety five seven therock dot com. Some strong opinions on. Mostly insignificant things. Ryan. Come on. Gene. Let's go. And Shaw giving you the best they've got. <laughs> no, really. Would you consider yourself a good neighbor, Shaw? Uh, like literally a neighbor? Well, you're a good neighbor to the one house on the one side of you because Dick Record owns that house. Right. I don't know about your the other neighbors. The rest of my neighbors, no. <laughs> Gene, I know you think you're a good neighbor. All right. I got a fence. Fences make good neighbors. That's right. You're probably a better neighbor now that some of the riffraff has moved out of your neighborhood. Well, what's a good neighbor? I mean, I, I'm... Well, interesting you should ask. Okay. <laughs> I mean, my dogs bark at people walking by Ooh. with their dogs, and that drives me nuts, but I can't stop that. You know what I mean? Could you be mine? Could you be 
Do they bark all the time? No, no, no. Just when people are walking okay. by and, you know, get to our properties. So. Top five signs you're a good neighbor. A new survey asking thousands of Americans right. to name the top qualities of a good neighbor. Number five, friendly with your pets. Interesting that even popped up. They're quiet. Number four, Shaw. That one, big time. If you got a loud-ass neighbor, whether it's music or screaming and fighting or working on their house constantly and super-duper early or super late in the evening, you know, just, man, oh, man, so annoying. Uh, this one, very important. It's interesting now that we live in a, a bit of a nicer neighborhood, how you notice these things. Uh, take care of their house so it's not an yes, eyesore. Yes, yes. 62% of people say that's uh, what makes uh-huh. you a good neighbor. It, you know, there's a bunch of people, you know, I, I, I've said this before, there's sort of a keeping up with the Joneses aspect of our new neighborhood. And uh, everybody gets their lawns treated. So now I'm sort of like looking at that option because our lawn is okay, but it's got a lot of crabgrass and dandelions and stuff. And I'm just sort of like, oh. I'm the guy. You're becoming I'm, that guy. I, well, I just moved in in August, so give me a year here. Uh, number two, again, similar. The yard and other areas are clean. I think this deals more with, like, leaving stuff out in the front yard, toys yeah. mm-hmm. and, and garbage barrels all over the place, things like that. Number one on the uh, five signs you're a good neighbor. This one's pretty easy to figure out. They're friendly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Sure. If you're just an old curmudgeon and you got your dead mom in your freezer, <laughs> probably not going to make a good neighbor. You wave. You know, hello. You know, hi, friendly, neighbor. say hi. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe, you know, introduce yourself. Stop by with an upside down coffee cake that's very dense and delicious. Thank you, Sue. Hmm. Uh, bonus points, by the way, uh, according to the survey about being a good neighbor, uh, if you've been helpful during the crisis, Shaw. Doing things for other neighbors, miss mm-hmm. the top five uh, just by a little bit, though. So maybe if you've got an elderly neighbor... Can yep. you do some nice sure. things, bring them some groceries or sure. shovel their driveway or mow their lawn or whatever that, that might be? My, uh, I've got a neighbor that uh, has a, uh, a stalker. My neighbor. And uh, this neighbor let me know about that right when we moved in. So we have to kind of keep an eye on this neighbor's house when they go away. <laughs> Which I don't know if I want that responsibility. You know what I mean? Like I ask that of my neighbors, too. You know, I let them know when we're going to be gone out of town for a, a, an extended period of time. Just, you know, hey, right. if you see anybody lurking right. <laughs> or right. coming and going, they're not supposed to be. You're listening to the best of the morning sickness. More, more, more. Also, Shaw, one last thing uh, for good news of bad music. This week is the anniversary of one of the greatest moments in Internet history. This will go down as just a shining highlight of what we can do when we come together and yet stay so far apart. God damn it, Leroy. (laughs) This is the week that it happened so many years ago, Shaw. Leroy Leroy Jenkins, friggin' hot sauce. Did you ever hear the story about hot sauce? No. I think I did, but A couple years ago, we had just gotten, this was at our old house, we had just gotten our Jell-O Jenga in the backyard. It was our giant Jell-O shot Jenga. I paid like 90 bucks for this thing on the internet, another 60 bucks to get it delivered because it weighs about 100 pounds. So this stuff gets delivered. We make all the Jell-O shots, and then we run out. So now we've got to supplement the Jell-O shots with Jameson shots and the shot glasses. Oh, jeez. I got 100 people in my backyard at my old place, which you know, Sean, not a very big yard. I got, you know, it's middle of summer. Scrady's over there. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'm trying to be gracious host guy. I'm all over the place. I'm not paying attention. 
Friggin' hot sauce from the helm shows up, and Scraty tells him, I'll give you 10 bucks if you go and knock that thing over. <laughs> so what does hot sauce do? He goes and karate kicks at Bruce Leroy's <laughs> my Jenga jello shot, topples yep. over. There's jello shots all over the yard. Jameson getting spilled. I'm getting pissed because I'm like, dude, you're wasting good jello. I didn't know. And then he bolts. The meanwhile, and when he does it, he yells, Leroy Jenkins. So that'll forever live in infamy at my house. Nice calling card there. Hot nice. sauce, yeah. Nice. Hey, I got one. Yesterday, Disney announced the film version of the Broadway yeah. production of Hamilton. Yeah, I saw, saw a lot of people very happy about this. It's going to hit Disney on July 3rd. That's more than a year early. It was originally yeah. supposed to hit theaters in October of next year, so 2021. It was filmed uh, at Broadway or in Broadway June of 2016. It's a leap forward in the art of live capture, which transports its audience in the world of Broadway in a uniquely intimate way, combining live theater, film, and streaming. The greatest show on earth. The best, the best of the morning sickness. It certainly doesn't have the ethical content that I think it should have. And with some states preparing to reopen movie theaters, but with few new releases on the books for months, Hollywood Studios are now offering some popular films, including Jaws and Harry Potter, to entice audiences back to cinemas. Some venues will also turn the clock back on prices, charging as little as $2 for a ticket. In addition to Jaws, Universal is offering up titles including Back to the Future and Psycho. Mm. Warner Brothers making a host of titles available, including all eight Harry Potter movies, while Lionsgate Entertainment is offering some of its most popular films, including the four Hunger Games movies. Wife and I definitely enjoy going to the theater to see those uh, around the holidays. You didn't see them usually, but it'd be cool if they start releasing some, you know, like the yep. Goonies, my, you know, Breakfast Club, all these mm-hmm. Classic movies For that a couple we really bucks, love. Why not, right? And I don't even care so much about the price. The other thing I do care about, and you've heard me, you know, rail about this, uh, is the the snack selection. Like, why are chips not in theaters? What is the deal? You can get those tortilla chips with the yeah, cheese. No, cheese. I don't, nacho you know what those cheese. taste like? They taste nacho. like crap. Yeah, they taste, they're 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 like the bottom of the barrel awful chips, and I don't even. I don't even care. I know that, so I don't buy them. But I don't. I, I'm not a big fan of popcorn. I, I was just going to say, chips. you don't like the movie theater popcorn. You know what I want? Have you been to a bar recently and you seen those little plastic tubs of the pretzels with all the the the, the plastic tubs, the spices the on them? Yeah, you know, like they have the parmesan, the dill. They got the yeah, like yeah. spicy sriracha. Yes, mm. yes. <laughs> give me one of those. I'll eat the hell out of that mm-hmm. with some mustard on the side. I'll pay premium price for that. Mm-hmm. Give me more options. I don't want a roller dog that's been there for two weeks, man. I don't want popcorn. I want chips <laughs> and pretzels. I want some garnettos. Milk duds. I like the milk duds. Give me some options when it comes to my snack selection at the theater. Greenway, once again, brought to us by Fans Arcade Pumping What's Services. What's up with this? Uh, well, first of all, Shaw, next time we talk to you, uh, you're killing me, Shaws. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ten bucks of my morning show money. Today is uh, World Cocktail Day. Oh. Ooh. What's your favorite kind of cocktail, Shaw? Ooh, I like a good gin and tonic. Jean? Yeah, summer, like gin and tonic, obviously the brandy old-fashioned is up there. I uh, there, I don't do really cocktails, obviously. But at Diggers, they've got something on the menu called the Robert Redford, which is, uh, I believe, vodka, chambord, and... Something else? Cranberry juice. Sounds right. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. And when I'm really on a jag, I go to... Diggers and I get myself a Robert Redford. Or I call the bartender there when I'm at a different bar and ask him how to make it. <laughs> they don't really like that very much, by the way. Uh, here are some fun facts about cocktails. Oh, good. I on, like this uh, a lot. World Cocktail Day. Thanks to the pandemic, parents of school-aged children now call cocktails breakfast. breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> 
Some uh, fun facts about cocktails. The International Bartenders Association has rules on whether to call a customer brother, chief, or boss. <laughs> I usually go with, hey, guy, what's up, dude? Right. What's up, man? Hey, how are you? Mm-hmm. Very uh, nondescript with the pronouns, Shaw. Fun facts about cocktails. Amazingly, there has yet to be a cocktail named Asian Murder Hornet. Not yet. Not yet. There has been some COVID cocktails, though. COVID-19 cannot enjoy a cocktail until it turns COVID. Yeah, 21. (laughs) Fun facts about cocktails here on The Morning Sickness on 95.7 The Rock on World Cocktail Day. The umbrellas that are used in those tropical drinks, Shaw, those are full-size umbrellas for Kevin Hart. (laughs) He's a little man. Raiding his closet, getting Mm. those. Uh, Cocktail glasses are easier to dodge when they're hurled at you by an angry spouse, according to Bill Clinton. Right. (laughs) He knows a thing or two about that. What was she doing in the Oval Office? How is she wearing that blue dress? Fun facts about cocktails. few more here on World Cocktail Day. Contrary to popular belief, most people who like pina coladas do not enjoy getting caught in the rain, Shaw. It's a misnomer. Maybe tonight, maybe tomorrow. Thunderstorms, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a bar in Canada where you can drink a cocktail that contains a human toe, Shaw. What? And it's still not as nauseating as a a can of the new Four Loco Seltzer available. Have you seen it? Haven't tried it. That's right. Yes. Uh, Donald Trump does not drink cocktails, Shaw. Nope. Some fun facts about cocktails here on World Cocktail Day. Although the rumor is he once enjoyed a white Russian or two in a Moscow (laughs) (laughs) Moscow hotel. Really ties the room together. (laughs) Could you just get that magazine and just uh, roll it up? And uh, last but not least, Shaw, fun facts about cocktails here on the Morning Sickness on World Cocktail Day. Having a Bloody Mary is the closest that many Americans will ever get to eating a vegetable. Or several vegetables. Do it right. Get all that garnish. I don't even bother putting garnish in the, the Bloody Mary that I make in my house. I just have a plate. And I put all my garnishes in there. Yeah? Well, I got so many damn garnishes. You don't put them in there? Nah. Maybe a pickle, maybe a celery stalk. Yeah, but yeah. Just but the cheese stir. and the meat. I put it all so, on the side. So on nice the side. Little, it's, a, it's a little it's side like plate. It's like a little side. <laughs> shrimps yeah, a little and char- whatever. That's- charcuterie board. Is there a charcuterie plate? There is with you. Yeah, I got, uh, usually I'll get some, you know, like I'll have some ring bologna from wherever I get it from. Uh-huh. Some cheese curds. Yep. Uh, a couple of different pickles, a couple of different olives, a couple mushroom, of different mushrooms. Pickle mushrooms. Yep. I got, Brussels uh, sprouts. I got uh, Brussels sprouts. Lemon. No, I don't do lemon. That's I don't I don't get I don't I like under, the I like it. I don't get it. Uh but then, you know, just uh, if I've got some smoked salmon in the fridge, I'll grab some of that. Uh also the, I've got pickled uh, green beans, which are phenomenal or asparagus. Ryan. Come on. Gene. Let's go. And Shaw giving you the best they've got. <laughs> no really. Sleeping all right. You said you're doing okay, but you got up in the middle of the night last night. Well, so? I woke up like an hour before my alarm went off and couldn't And really then you have that annoying did you just say, F it, I'm getting up? No, or did, I... You I, lay there and I, you struggle. Yeah. I drifted off again a bit, I think, but... I only... I woke up briefly at about midnight and uh, checked my phone to see what time it was, and then I said, oh, man, I got plenty of time. I got more hours. <laughs> I got more hours. But uh, a lot of us struggling to sleep. We, uh, of course, are, are having trouble with the stress and the information coming in. We've talked about this, the doom scrolling, Shaw, being on your mm-hmm. phone and seeing the news and reading everything. And, right. You know, trying to cope. What are we doing? Taking melatonin, maybe having an extra I beverage did last before. night. Maybe a shot of, of uh, cough medicine before you go to bed, <laughs> right? I don't make well up, not usually, no. May, by the way, the month of May is better sleep month. So here are some tips for getting some better sleep. 
Don't think about anything sad or upsetting. So basically life as we know it. Yeah, just don't think. Try not to think. think. Right, ignore reality. Don't think about anything, Shaw. Just don't think about anything. That's all you got to do is don't think about anything. Top tips for getting some better sleep here on the morning sickness on 95.7 The Rock. Sleep with a window open. Okay. But make sure there are no holes in the screen that a murder hornet could get through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got to look out for those. You got to really look out for those. Those things are deadly. Uh, get two large soft pillows, one to sleep on, the other to suffocate your husband when he starts snoring mm-hmm. loudly, Shaw. <laughs> My no. wife just goes in the other room. That's the beauty of having uh, spare bedroom, Shaw's. Once I Plenty of space for oh, social yeah. distancing. Plenty of that. Uh, use white noise like uh, TV static, mm-hmm. Shaw. Yeah, or really. A lot of people do. Get some really white noise like HGTV. <laughs> These are some tips for getting some uh, better sleep here on the morning sickness on 95. You need your rock. rest. You need your sleep. Yeah, you do. Uh, go old school and try counting some sheep. Yeah. Or if you're Rob Gronkowski, learn how to count first. <laughs> One more. I got 69 touchdowns, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Only you know what I mean, baby. Bronx birthday today, by the way. Yes, uh, top tips for getting some better sleep here on the morning sickness. As soon as you get into bed, ask your wife how her day was, and you'll drift off within minutes. <laughs> you'll, just, you'll just be asleep. You were going to really answer that. Oh. Yeah. Another thing you could do is uh, maybe watch the coronavirus task force briefings mm-hmm. or C-SPAN. You can watch that. That'll put you to sleep pretty quickly. Uh, top tips for getting some better sleep, read a book in bed, or if you're a Kardashian, just take a sleeping pill. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny if I got to explain the jokes. Uh, avoid caffeine late in the day. Mm-hmm. Avoid eating late at night and alcohol altogether. So basically, do not enjoy life. Oh, right. don't, en- don't enjoy That's anything. That's not a possibility. Uh, some top tips for getting better sleep. A couple more during the month of better sleep, which is May. Turn off all electronic devices in your bedroom, Shaw, including your sex toys. <laughs> Turn those off. Turn unplug those off. That. Yeah, unplug that or take the batteries out. Maybe put it in a different room. And last but not least, Shaw, top tips for getting some better sleep during the month of May, which is Better Sleep Month. Remove the ball gag before going to bed. <laughs> it helps breathe. It really you, does. You, you get a lot more breath. Well, bring out the gimp. The gimp sleeping. I guess you just have to go wake him up now, won't you? Oof. Get the gimp, Shaw. On a serious note, what helped me sleep a lot better was that mattress I got from PM Sleep Center. Yeah. In December. That was, I'm thankful for that all the time because it really doesn't Told you, man. We, yeah. Ten, you know, a decade ago, we spent $2,500 on a mattress and I thought it was the craziest thing I've ever done. And boy, oh boy, it makes a hell of a difference. Sleeping on our mattress is phenomenal, and especially now that we have two spare bedrooms and I've slept in both of them on the mattresses that we have in those. Yeah. And it was super funny because when we got the double mattress, I told the guy, I said, look, I don't want a nice mattress. I said, this is this just is for a spare room. This yeah. is a guest room. I don't care if they're comfortable. In fact, I want them to be uncomfortable because I don't want them to like staying at my house. I want them to leave. And he said, well, that's not. And I said, look, dude, just give me the cheapest mattress you got. You're listening to the best of the morning sickness. More, more, more. I know I've seen the Ant-Man movies. Gene, I'm assuming you've seen at least one of the two Ant-Man movies. Uh, Yes, the first one. Okay. And you've seen, obviously, Ant-Man and the Avengers. Uh, Shaw, you're probably the odd man out here. You probably never watched Ant-Man. Not here yet. Well, there is uh, a Facebook a Facebook group. We've seen these commercials now. The kazoo people, right? Mm-hmm. Remember that commercial? They're all dancing around doing kazoos and Facebook is uh, you know, trying to get everybody to get into groups so they can easily market to you and steal all your information. Uh, well, now there's a group where people are pretending to be ants. What do you mean? Like an ant. I know, but like... Like they try to be an ant. 
Like they, they uh, run all over, they scurry, and they mount over at the top of each other? They act like ants, they take orders from a queen, and they also discuss oh ant-related subjects like food on the ground and Paul Rudd in Ant-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Examples on the uh, ant Facebook page or group, uh, the queen recently posted an order to dig, and more than 13,000 people responded in the comments, dig, and went out and dug. Dug what? Well, just whatever. Just dug in the dirt. Another post, someone put a picture of ice cream and wrote, found snack, need help eating. That post got 3,100 responses of people saying lick or munch or some other form of... Okay. Since March, by the way, with all these people in lockdown looking for things to do, the group has gone from 100,000 members to more than 1.8 million members. People pretending to be ants on Facebook. Million? Uh, Yeah. The group was founded by a college student in North Dakota named Tyrese Childs. He said he thinks it's gotten more popular because, quote, I think people are searching for something to do right now. There's no shortage of that. If you want to uh, join the group, you can apply on their Facebook page, but they got to approve you first. So you got to act like an ant, Shaw. Okay. Group for everything, right? Facebook yeah, apparently says it. So. They said it in their commercial. Apparently so. They want you to know they're not lying. They got kazoo people running around <laughs> doing kazoo stuff. Now they got ant people. Just, I've had so many friend requests and group like invites, and I just mm-mm, no, I'm not I'm not that guy. I'm not the one. That's not me. How long have you been listening? You, if you know anything about me, you know I'm not that guy. That's just not my scene. Sorry. I don't. I don't even understand. You want to be an ant? No. <laughs> you don't want to be an ant. Come on, Gene, be an ant. Is this is this is this help with the is role playing helping me be emotionally stable? Is that the deal? I'm trying to be an insect and that's going to help me somehow. I guess when you got unlimited time <laughs> on your hands, <laughs> got to spend it somehow. Do something with it. Well, obviously they're growing in popularity if there's a million people doing it. We just got a message on Facebook too from Tyler. Is Tyler part of the ant community? He is, and it's not a community; it's a colony. <laughs> what? Oh, man, Get these out! People are dorks. This is I am part of the ant colony. I knew LMAO. There was... Bite, bite. Oh, good lord. Oh, okay. And and do does you? he say why? I don't know. <laughs> do you want to know? I don't know if I. I'm just happy to know that Tyler's in there and he's found what he needs to make him get through the day. I don't know. I am part of the ant colony. LMAO. Bite, bite. <laughs> okay. love, love the bite, bite. Let's see what the ant colony's up to today. Oh, logging on to my Facebook group. Well, you know, whatever. Everybody's got their... <laughs> I know. I know. Good for you, Tyler. I'm glad you found what what you need on Facebook. That'll be the next stupid commercial for Facebook. People digging. Oh, so they're posting pictures of actual ants, not people, like, pretending Are to they going ants. out and eating ice cream off the sidewalk? Is that what they're doing? I don't know. I bet you some of them are. 1.8 million. There's got to be some people eating ice cream off the fa- off the. Uh, That's what ants do. Off the sidewalk, right, Shaw? Yeah. You got to fully commit to that role sometimes, you know? Are you a method actor? Do you really get into those roles? <laughs> the greatest show on earth. The best, the best of the morning sickness. It certainly doesn't have the ethical content that I think it should have. Stressful times for a lot of people. Are you doing anything consciously to uh, combat your stress? Uh, I try to take walks. Okay. Sometimes. Like you're saying, like, I need to de-stress, so I'm going to go for a walk. Yep. And okay. sometimes I do some 
deep breathing. Yeah. <laughs> when my mind's racing sometimes at night right. or whatever, it's like, okay, just just relax here. Deep breaths, yeah, relax. Deep breaths. Uh, new survey found three out of four people say the pandemic has increased their stress and anxiety. Uh, here are the top 10 things people are doing to relieve that stress, Gene. Okay. Number 10 on the list, CBD. A year ago, probably wouldn't have been on the list, but now... It is. 25% of people, according to this survey, say they use CBD to help battle their anxiety and stress. Okay. Number nine on the list, the old horizontal mambo. That's a good one. Having some sex. That's a good one. Uh, it's I don't good for know, all the things. I don't know if it's... Yeah, it's good for your skin. It's good for your... <laughs> Immune you know, system. It's yeah. good for everything. But uh, I don't know if it's solo or if it's with partner or partners, but uh, they're saying sex it's on the is list for number nine. Relieving stress. Uh, number eight, I certainly fall into this category every once in a while, but some prescription meds. Taking prescription meds for anxiety or for panic attacks, uh, that's number eight on the list of uh, ways that people are helping to cope with their stress and anxiety. I try not to, um, but sometimes it just... That's the best solution. It's weird, man. Five in the morning, you're in the studio, you're all by yourself, and all of a sudden the the brain just says, guess where we're going today? We're going on a roller coaster, and uh, (laughs) not much you can do about it. Uh, Calling or texting with friends and family at number Mm -hmm. seven. Checking in with somebody. 30% of people, and as I mentioned the other day, I think that going forward, this will be something we do uh, even after this comes to an end with our friends that are in different areas. You know, that advent of the Zoom meeting uh, has definitely made it something we want to do going forward. Uh, playing games at number six. That could be a board game or, or a puzzle or whatever puzzle. it is. That... Yep. Video games. Uh, number five, <laughs> drinking more alcohol. Yeah, I knew that was going to be on the list. Drown your sorrows in a couple of bottles. Yeah, there's uh, no shortage of people out there that are doing that. Number four, meditating. Mm-hmm. Number 37, uh, 37%. Uh, number three, sleeping. Yeah. It's definitely one way I like to cope. Mm-hmm. Go home, take a nap. Sort well, of reset. Yeah. Well, and you don't. Yeah. When you're sleeping, you're not thinking about it. <laughs> then you're, the you open your eyes. You're like, oh, right. Crap. Uh, number two, watching more TV. Escapism. Uh, certainly getting away from reality by watching comedies or movies that you love. 42% of people in this survey said that watching more TV is how they cope with their stress and anxiety. And number one, you want to take a stab at it? Eating. Nope. Not even on the top 10. Really? Which is surprising because that is a, such a comfort thing. It is. It definitely is. Oh, what should I do? I'll go to the fridge and get right. something to eat. Right. Um, exercise. Exercise. Yeah. Well. Okay. The walking. However, yeah. that looks for you. Whether yeah. you're, you know, lifting weights in your in your garage or you're doing yoga or you're going for walks, whatever that 52% is. Fifty-two percent of people on this survey said that exercising is how they're coping with stress and anxiety. That's a lot. And it doesn't have to be, you know crazy crossfit person you can just go for a couple extra walks with the dogs or spend some extra time out in the backyard something along those lines right come on gene let's go and shaw giving you the best they've got no really woman in florida battered her husband with a bouquet of mother's day flowers during oh, a confrontation in the couple's home the guy bought her flowers for mother's day and yes. she goes and whacks them with them yeah investigators say sandra k webb and her spouse were in their home when things turned physical she was upset because he had bought her children flowers to give her for mother's day which apparently made her angry why i don't know maybe she wanted them to buy them themselves she allegedly threw the flowers at the victim while he was in bed and hit him with a bouquet she's also accused of spitting on her husband's Whoa. arm and chest you got to divorce that, right, Sean? Mm-hmm. That's a divorce? Yeah. Yeah. But not just the hitting, but like, look, I did something nice, and you're going to hit me and right. spit on me? I'm out. Bone-chilling footage from a funeral 
shows a corpse oh, the, yeah. in I Indonesia. Saw what? this. Saw this. You're not going to believe it. They got a clear coffin, right? There's a glass panel Ugh. on the top of the coffin. Yeah, so you can see the body. And the body's being laid into the earth, mm-hmm. and the family is saying its final farewells. Oh, yeah. And the minister says, God and has now, said in the book of John, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, he will live even though he is dead. And guess what? No. Yeah, it was then that uh-uh. the deceased person's hand no. appears to wave. I'm or, not dead. Yeah. He says he's not dead. Yes, he is. I'm not Nobody noticed it apparently at the time, but it was pointed out when the clip was shared on social media. Yes, he waved. Maybe he was trying to dig his way out, one person wrote. Experts debunked the theory that the corpse was still kicking, saying rigor mortis was likely to blame. The condition in which the body stiffens during later stages of decomposition oh, dude, can cause I do the not corpse need that to move. So when somebody gets my, a phone call no, from him in the coffin, no. they're going to be like, ah, it's just rigor mortis calling. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't need that vision, that image in my mind for the rest of my life. Right. Help, I'm stuck in his coffin. I know they told you it's rigor mortis, but it's not. I actually got a cell phone in here to help me out over here. I'm still alive. Not dead Ugh. yet. Bring it up. dead. Clear, maybe. I don't know if it's yeah, Why would you put a I don't know, dude. They the do some weird the stuff in other countries, man. They got those ones where they do parties. They prop up the dead body like Weekend at Bernie's. We've seen those, right? Mm-hmm. They got smokes in their mouth. They got sunglasses mm-hmm. on. They That's prop right. them up in a corner. They have a party with these guys. No, man. Mm-mm. But do you. I mean, hey, whatever, man. Mm-mm. Not dead yet. In here in the glass coffin. This is me in a glass case. Waving at you. Help, I'm how did I get in here? I'm trapped. <laughs> nobody it. nobody quick look. Can we just pause and open it up real quick? Check. Just, I'm just see how he's doing. One last check. Is there a doctor in the house? One medical professional might be able to just confirm it's the rigor mortis. And start duct taping those bodies down, Shaw. Uh-huh. You gotta bury him. Stop face. moving. Well, you got to bury them face down so that when they start jigging, they just keep going to dig down instead of up. You're a thinker. Well, that's what they, that's what you do with vampires. That's what they used to do with them. When they would suspected vampires, they'd bury them face down so that if they started digging out of the ground they or whatever, they, just, they wouldn't come up. They'd go down, end up in China or wherever the hell they go. Missed it. Download it. This is the Morning Sickness Podcast. I love it. It's brilliant. At 957therock.com and the 957therock app.